The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Did you see that orange fuck in front of his comically miniature desk? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at Thanksgiving, the the, the kids got to go to the kids' table. They do. So they they, they just sent him to the kiddie table. If you look, basically. if you saw the they they had a picture of the desk from far away, and if you look, there are three undone adult coloring books like that are open with half done like that. The fucking toucan from and a bunch of NPR kids. Yeah. <laughs> The Donald Trump tiny desk yes. tiny desk concert because yeah. uh, it makes his hands look huge. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's it was an embarrassment on top of an embarrassment. I guess he it's so funny because they talk a lot of shit. It's fraud. It's fraud. It's this. It's that. And then when it becomes before a judge, you've got no teeth because if you did, you'd be perjuring yourself. If you said the same thing in front of a judge, you'd actually have to prove it, which they can't. There's not been a single case of them proving anything. And like you were saying, Bobby, earlier, like they've actually got more votes for biden so this is backfiring on a hundred different levels mm-hmm. um well and they know i mean the, the, the administ- they, know. They, they know what the fuck's going on they knew they were going to lose going into this shit. absolutely they knew mm-hmm. they were going to fucking lose mm-hmm. that's absolutely. why they had all this ready to go oh, yeah they, they knew. knew rank and file trump people yes they morons i believe they're called i think they're calling yeah. morons um that's the clinical term uh <laughs> they absolutely are freaked out and stunned that 80 million people hated this man so fucking much Mm-hmm. That they went out and fucking actually voted, which doesn't always happen. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is a huge monster epic turnout. Yep. And I'm sorry. That's not going to go the way of the fucking, well, according when to, it, you know, the sitting president. It's not. According to him, whatever happened to Biden's votes doesn't matter because he got 11 million more. So that means he had to have won. I had to have won. I had to have won because I got 11 million more than last time and I won last time. <laughs> I, it, this is. Uh, it, I don't it, get it. Uh, How come time changes? Well, and that was what you were saying, Sean. They're they're, they're only obviously going after the districts in the states that he won. Yeah, because I'm like, well, like, uh, if, if we were going to cheat, then how come we're not winning the House or, or only, lost seats in the House? Because or not only the, the places he lost and cheated, Sean. Duh. But, and it, but that, the thing that we were referencing, that tiny little desk of his where he's having a little meltdown, um, resulted in one of the most comical headlines I've read since the election, which is Trump declares Twitter a national security threat after hashtag diaper dawn trends following a meltdown so he decided he just started screaming about the what the section 230 or whatever that law is to try to make it so that the platforms are responsible for what he basically is saying i want the teacher slash twitter to get the kid who made fun of me in trouble where where did he go to rail about this 
on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> and you've heard him say it. Like, it's if great. it wasn't for Twitter, I wouldn't be able to get my message out because I get censored everywhere and nobody tells the real truth. And if it wasn't for Twitter, and then now they've put a little fucking notice on every single thing he said for the last three weeks. So he's yeah. uh, he well, can't they, even win there anymore. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the way Facebook is run. I'm not a huge fan of the way Twitter is run. I think there's definitely some hanky jankiness going on. Um, I do not believe that it targets it's right-leaning more than left. There's been plenty. The problem is the right seems to be more inflammatory. And when you're inflammatory, people are going to tag you and flag you. Yep. That being said, I'm not a huge fan of those platforms. However, I must give them at least a little bit of credit for at least saying, you know what? You can say whatever you want. Um, however, this is a private company, so free speech doesn't apply to a private company. Just like you can't, in Walmart, as an employee, go around screaming expletives at people because you're working for a business. This is a business yes. platform. Oh, I guess you can. That, They're not going to go to jail. Right. You won't have legal no, but ramifications, you'll be fired. but you can be fired. Exactly. And, and that's a point Twitter, that Bobby said all the time. It's, it's freedom of speech isn't freedom of speech without consequences. Absolutely. But why I'm saying that is like on Twitter and Facebook, they've, not, they've said, okay, guys, you're so full of shit. If you're going to speak in a, 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 an obvious non-fact to 87 million people, then we're going to cut it. We're not going to allow you to blatantly lie. To their credit for trying to be as neutral as possible, they don't delete it. They just ha- you have to click on that notice yeah. with the little right, exclamation point right, right, right. to get through it. It's just like it just lets you know, hey, so um, this how do we say this? Cancer. How do we say right. this? There is literally no <laughs> proof of anything that you're about to read. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> read well, it. It, the sad, saddest part, I guess, about that statement is everybody that shouldn't be getting their news through Facebook and Twitter are mm-hmm. the the most susceptible people gravitate towards those portals to learn I, I what's happening news. in the world. I run into news. When I want to sit down and absorb news, I go around, I read articles, and I watch uh, I watch CBS News' app. I watch their Denver feed and stuff to get more local stuff. But when it comes to stuff that like lands on me, that's where, like, the, the, and it's always the articles that are either clickbait or they're very, very controversial or they are dev- divisive in some way. Sure. Those ones end up, because there's so many comments right. and engagement on them, those ones that end up in your feed or end up getting seen by you. And usually people read a headline and maybe the little description underneath that and think that they've absorbed all the content, not reading into the fact that that was designed to get you to click to the website and actually read the article. And most people don't do that. Most people of course don't do that. not. No, yeah. but the, and that's... it. it it's your personal responsibility to not take anything at face value. Yeah. If I find some, that's why, honestly, even though I obviously have my my definitive socialist views on how the world should be run, I will say I don't go. And I, there are those far extremes. I don't read the Huffington Post. Yeah, that's inflammatory no. and clickbait. I don't just like I don't read obviously Fox or OA or listen to OAN. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta cover. It behooves you to go and cross reference. I've given up on pretty much on CNN. I mean, when I was a kid that's what we always watched right. and honestly it's they've become just as bad on the left of just making smaller news stories bigger if it helps their cause in any sort of way well, it's I ratings and not news yeah and yeah, i that's... while you if you do compare them cnn is far less uh crazy with the talk tracks that they take but fox and cnn have all since the 90s since they decided to make sensationalized stories about murders and shit the status quo it is, I think, and you can only say I think so much before people start taking your speculation as fact. And most people hear I think and they go, I know that what he thinks is true. 
Right. Or she thinks well, it's true. Well, news used to be a public service. That's yep. why that's why you're allowed to continue to do news programming if you're a radio station in the moment of in a national crisis. You're still allowed to do the news because it's a vital uh, necessity for us to have news sources. When when you started being able to get advertiser money as a news organization and running twenty four seven news, it got it got blown out of its own asshole. When it was back in the day when they were getting actually subsidized to do the news, wow. um, they didn't have any skin in the game. They just needed to report the news and not be you know infotainment, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what we're looking at. Obvious. I mean, it's well, and he's injected this sense of. Uh, hearsay and I mean when he injected the I've heard from some people I've heard from yeah. a guy a very you know, famous a lot of guy people are saying, a lot, a lot of people, people are saying my hands are pretty big yeah. <laughs> I heard a guy and it's hilarious because his attorneys because there's no fucking facts or evidence or anything to back up their right. claims that's what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're getting called out on it left and right yeah. like this is fucking hearsay you don't get to say that you heard a lady said a thing no that doesn't apply yeah. well, well and, and it's funny because when it hits to gets to a judge it's amazing how they tighten up their speech oh as yeah. soon as they get in front of a judge it's no more i heard from a guy it's no more we have proof they go where's your proof you don't have it bye yep it's pretty cut and, and to kind of wrap up this whole intro segment here and to say is what what, what donald trump has done is we used to have a certain amount of couth when it came to politics and these huge politicians, especially the biggest one, the most powerful man in the world, the president of the United States, they forgot how damaging what you say at that level can be. And people used to even the the far right, you know, even Richard Nixon wouldn't say some shit on TV because he knew that it could create panic or create a, so much of a divide that we're where we are right now. It happens to be. These fucks don't give a fuck about starting a revolution or starting a war or people killing each other over the shit they say. They will say whatever the fuck they want. Truth yeah, me. and they're they're fake ass revolutionaries, by the way. Revolutionaries yeah. are brave and 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 patriotic. And what this is is neither one. And of they're those marginalized. Um, <laughs> they're, yeah, it's hard to be a patriot. You don't stand in a group of a million people and say I'm a fucking revolutionary. You don't. That, fuck it, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, welcome um, back to the whiskey reel. Well, everybody. on that note, hold me closer, tiny dancer. Love that song. To my left is Durango's Roving Lothario and Gashman Extraordinaire, Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee. I felt like we had a meeting about this. Oh, we did. Even Carol asked you to stop saying that shit. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've heard him called the Colin Robinson of Facebook. <laughs> the Colin Robinson? <laughs> yeah, dude. You suck the energy out of that Nicole bitch. Oh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little yeah, bit Yeah, we might have we'll to. We'll talk about that in like voice slash feedback. We're going to attack I actually went back and reread all those. Yeah. Everything I said. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I did not fucking pull any punches. <laughs> you did not. And that's our steez, though. That's definitely. Yeah, Pulling punches what... is not our jam. On my left, Mr. Antonio, sorry, Sir Antonio Branderas. Thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. I keep trying to take away your, uh, my sir, your your duly acquired knighting. Well, ever since he paid that five ninety nine or whatever to become a lord in Scotland, he's been making us call him sir. I know, and you know, Prince Charles' dick doesn't count, so because <laughs> <laughs> he bequeathed upon you his cock. I oh, fit man. that man's ear in my mouth. I got <laughs> just saying that you guy that. is the poster child for inbreeding. Yeah. Like he is Jesus. the he is the look at what can happen. Look at that whole thing. Fa- oh, it's one of those Brits that doesn't have muscles in his arms. <laughs> 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 I'm all bones and tendons. I'm, a- <laughs> I'm all bones and tendons. You're a plumber. What sort of thing is that? <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, Sorry. I don't know if we ever got through my name, but no, yeah, I, I said it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> hi. Uh, to my left is uh, 
You know him. He's the chuddiest of buddies. Oh. Um, he is Captain Look at Me. Just ask him. He will tell you. I will look, make you look at me. Absolutely. Uh, he's like the little questionably gendered kid in Billy Elliot. He <laughs> is one Mr. Sean Amoriarty. Uh, thank you. And Aaron, you were on booze this week. And you I, went I was. to our favorite purveyor, Star Liquors. Yeah, I went what to Old Stir over there. Um, actually, no, I didn't go to Star. I'm sorry. I oh, lied. I didn't. No, I went to the world of liquor. Um, which is also my kind of my my backup plan to start. It's way closer if to I'm you. At, yeah, well, yeah. if I'm on that side of the town, um, I like going to Liquor World over there on Camino, especially for wine. Very, very, very underrated wine selection over there because nobody buys wine at that place. Everybody just buys booze and beer out of that place. So they always have some really solid bottles priced well. However, we were looking for whiskey, and uh, God knows after this many episodes of doing what we've been doing and how long we've been hanging out, and remember back in the days when we'd do two bottles in a session um there were, we've we have blown through everything basically under 40 dollars, or so i thought um that isn't dog shit by the way because mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to avoid sean's pick every three months where he comes in with a hey hot guys what's pile. rock and ride exactly um yeah it's bad uh but but i saw i'm a huge fan of japanese spirits in general uh J- japan has been making uh they they've patterned most of their whiskey making from Scotland. They they actually import peat, they import wood, they get a lot of their juice from Scotland. That's their steez, they're big Scotch guys over there. So when I saw this, I wasn't sure because I didn't know a lot about it, whether it was going to hearken to more bourbon or Scotch whiskey. Mm. Lo and behold, we opened it up. The coloring is like, I'd only call it like maybe very, very light straw silver sort of sort of coloring. It looks it's, like a Reposado. Tequila. I was about to say, it looks like a true Reposado. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like a true Repo, like a Suerte Repo. Yes. Um, just uh, uh, Ocho. But Ocho. It's just like a blushed uh, alcohol. Um, anyway, they're calling it, it's just called Finest Japanese Whiskey, and the producer is Hatozaki. Hey! Uh, and they do, uh, it's <laughs> it's from the, uh, there's from a distiller called Kaikyo. I've had their small batch a couple weeks ago, which is why I picked this up, because man, it blew the doors off. It had this, you knew you were drinking something that was supposed to be reminiscent of scotch, yeah. but it was so flowy and ephemeral. And I was like, well, if they did that on their small batch, let me check out the regular stuff. Uh, holy shit, gents. Um, this was 36 bucks. What? Number one. Woof. So Whoa. this is drinking. Number one, let's just talk about value. We don't even need to discuss flavor. This is a buy. That's, That's a, a buy. Fucking buy All already. the way across the board. It's 36 bucks. And yes, if you're not a fan of scotch, you will still like this. This mm-hmm. is a great transitional alcohol from bourbon to scotch for those of you that I don't like, like peatiness. I okay. dislike scotch, especially the more peaty ones, there, and there I am is, really enjoying this. There's a definitive peatiness to this that's underlying. Everything is restrained. It's elegant. It's soft. It's supple. Um, it is super approachable. It's a great, like I said, training wheels from American whiskey into scotch mm-hmm. whiskey. Uh, man, I am so impressed. And what I said, my first thought was, Holy shit, this is like really good doers. So if you're if you know doers, granted it's a scotch but doesn't drink like a Lagavulin or mm. something like that or a Lafrogue, um this is just scotchy enough 
but my God, it's supple and beautiful. And just, what are you getting flavor wise? I like I, you said, everything is subdued. So like I said, I don't like peatiness, but the peatiness is part of like a whole flavor profile. It's a little element of it. It's it's buttery, but it's not super buttery like yep. a shitty Chardonnay or something. It's got enough sweetness. It's got like you could tell they use rice because I get toasted rice out of it. For sure, there's some vanillin, the heavy yes, vanillin. Yeah. I would, but I would say this so... was maybe not barreled for more than two months, yeah. if that. Um, it's just got a blush to it, so it didn't pick up a lot of those tertiary barrel flavors that you're used to with with regular whiskey. This is so classically Japanese, though, for for the fans out there that love like the the Toki, the Suntory stuff. Um, this is you're gonna love this. Mm-hmm. This is like I would almost want to put this on my shelf as like a daily sipper. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so unoffensive. It's 80 proof. It's not rocket fuel by any stretch. And Sean, you you wanna you you had an old Carolina. Oh pull yeah, up some Car- stuff, right? Hey, yeah. Hey Carol, can you tell us about the Hatozaki hey. whiskey? <laughs> yes, what I found was this is from an Esquire.com article called "The 14 Best Japanese Whiskey Bottles to Drink Right Now." Harozaki was launched in 2018 by the Kaiko Distillery, located in the same town as the distillery that produces Akashi whiskey. Master blender Kimio Yonazawa sought out the barrels to blend together for Harozaki finest in what the brand calls a two-stage blending process. The whiskey in the blend is a few years old. It has a minimum malt content of 40%, the rest being grain whiskey. No color is added and is non-chill filtered. This whiskey is meant to be used in highballs, a very popular drink in Japan or other countries. So it doesn't have rice. Anything else, boys? Um, no, thank you, my dear. Is is rice not a grain? Yeah, but I don't. Grain. Yeah, but I I think they're going to be using traditional grain. Yeah, uh, I'd be I, shocked I, if there wasn't rice. Because I get I, rice. I get if, there's a little bit of a sake yeah. character to it in the background, but that toasted rice comes up above all of that. I, I would I would I would probably research more before nailing that. And if mm-hmm. it is at forty percent malted barley, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It could be. Um, and if it is, it, then good on you for tasting it. I get why you're saying that. I'm just not overly convinced. I think, I think, unfortunately, when we think about Japanese beer and wine, and we assume that rice is part of it because no, Sean's racist. No, basically. it's honestly because it's so prevalent and it is so efficient to use. We'll do rice. some research. Yeah, we'll do some research. Yeah, on okay, that. we'll do some research. Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah. We'll, we'll but, fill you back. Well, wait, Carol we, mentioned highballs. That's awesome. Yeah, and I it's because this is a perfect. Beautiful idea. It's, well, because it's also it's got enough body to it that it's not going to lose some of that body when you actually just add soda water to that because that's what a highball is you just add booze to soda water i could fucking crush this i in fact if i had that whole bottle and like a six pack of club soda that fucker would be gone in a day and i'd be on my roof with my underpants on my head just like it's delicious day so thursday is what you're saying the the japanese they know how to do stuff I could totally, my first thought was splash of soda would be lovely. I'd treat it like I would treat a Dewar's, basically, which is sound. I don't want to dis, I don't want to like discredit how good this is. Dewar's and soda is your go to um, airport. That's drink, my, isn't it? that's my, that's <laughs> one of my double Dewar's soda to get me on that goddamn flying metal tube <laughs> in the sky. But, um, no, it's lovely. Uh, we, we, and we went down a rabbit hole of highballs. What a highball is, it's different to every st- country in the world. Highball to us is a style of drink. It, that's why they, call that particular style of glass the long tall, tall glass that's usually a little bit thinner a highball glass it's usually a, it's a two part cocktail so if it's going to be this and soda rum and coke they all could literally be considered a highball tom collins just three mix three part drinks um 
But different countries in the world, like I guess, for instance, in Argentina, a highball for them would be Fernet and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. I mean, it, it really depends on where you're from. But I think you were saying the Japanese, they consider a highball would be something like this and soda. It's just this and soda. Yeah. Be because, and then it's something that my dad learned because um, he's been traveling to Japan for work since the 80s. And he's like, it's just clear that everything that the Western culture does, Japan goes, that's cool, and they just do it better, and they make yeah. it very popular. They well, love American culture, and they love all yeah. Western culture. Absolutely. What, what I think they brought to the process of a highball is um, different style of ice cubes and the, the ultra-chilling of glasses. Mm-hmm. So you're starting off with mm-hmm. a pre-prepped glassware. Mm-hmm. That is super cold or chilled. Some I think some people do it differently. Well, we but... we do that even in America when yes. we put ice and water in your drink while we're building your cocktail. Exactly. We don't have the fridge space to be able to hold three thousand glasses exactly. and keep them chilled. Well, I'd rather put booze in those refrigerators instead mm-hmm. of glasses. Yep, so sure. what we do is, you know, you make a martini, ice, water, and like let it sit a little. Right, soda water will get it uh, colder faster. Yep. There, there is a school of thought. Um, I've seen some some pretty insane mixers that have uh, they have a real fight with temperature of the glassware. Mm-hmm. Like they feel if the the glass is too cold, it tamps down the aromatics. There's a lot of like chemistry infighting between bartenders. And I it guess, happens in the beer world too because if you're no, going you to a, should never ice your fucking mug. It, you should never ice your mug, but so many people want to have ice mugs, and it makes sense because they're really, drinking Coors Light. It, yeah, it yeah, makes sense if you have really garbage. Yeah. <laughs> And it makes sense if you're a like it's really really hot out and you just want a frosty mug because you're sitting out I on get the patio it. for your I light get beer. It. Cool, but if you're having a stout or an IPA, you want that. Re- not only do you want that glass to be like maybe even warm to kind of warm the beer down, you want the beer to be a little warmer too, so you can really enjoy all the yeah. flavor profiles. And if beer tastes really bad warm, that means it's a bad beer. Well, like a friend of mine said, if you drank up a, a cup of piss, you'd want to get that as cold as possible. Absolutely, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna help you get it down. It's gonna help you get just it down. gonna. Yep. That's um, why that's why when I fuck the ugly girls, I got to kill them first and let them get cold for a couple days. That yes. makes it easier no, to that come makes sense. That inside makes sense. their rotting corpse. Sounds like <laughs> some sort of Elmo thing. Yeah, well, I know. It sounds very Elmo. Speaking dude. of which, our person who will remain nameless that did that for our us favorite, is, uh, is he's it like, our hey, favorite Jew? Our favorite person of the <laughs> Jewish, Jewish persuasion. persuasion. <laughs> uh, he's he. I talked to him today, and he was like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking of doing another one with another character from Sesame Street." Oh, and I was perfect. like, "Let's just keep it going, dude. Let's keep going just with Sesame Street characters being as fucked up as possible." So, your friend, who shall remain nameless because he has an actual career, unlike all of us here, um, he apparently landed some huge voice roles down the road. Maybe if he feels comfortable, we can say, because he's just having a good time with us. But really awesome to hear that he's like landed some really substantial voice work. We'll just say he's been, uh, he's in the Animaniacs, the new Animaniacs. You can spot him. You can spot his voice. And he's in, uh, he's in the Star Wars Lego holiday special that just dropped on. That's so rad. Now you can, I guess you can all go on IMDb and try to cross-reference and see who's in both of those. But let me tell you something. The voice acting world's not that big. There's going to be six Dudes exactly. and ladies that are both doing different voices on both, and of half of them are Hank Azaria. Then right. yes, <laughs> yep. very, very true. So this shit's delicious. Everybody, yes. get yourself some of this hot as no, we, finest hey, Japanese. No, we whiskey. haven't done it in a while. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. You know, we used to cheers got, all the time on this episode. Cheersing an empty glass. Uh, it's like uh, saying Macbeth uh, in a well, theater whatever. or some shit. Isn't I, it? I, I never bought all that. Sorry, shit. I didn't. I wasn't at the pre-meeting. <laughs> Sorry. So I just figured we hadn't toasted in a while. It's kind of nice. While we were discussing, like, what are we going to talk about on the body? It turns out that. 
there are newer developments in Durango with dun, regards dun, 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 to dun. Uh, the restaurants we talked about last week. We said that we didn't name any of them, but we did say that there was a group of restaurants thinking about saying fuck you to the new shutdown and we're planning on going to the city or the county government and saying fuck you, we're going to stay open. And it turns out that uh, they're having a meeting about it in two days because we got through the grapevine, we got sent a text message that has been being passed around subversively from conservative business owner to conservative business owner. And you, and you know how well that works when you subversively text who, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? Um, what's the worst that could happen is that some three idiots that have a right. podcast could accidentally get a hold well, of it. Well, no, we didn't. It was sent directly to you, Sean, by yes, somebody was. who will remain nameless, but totally nameless. is a wonderful person. And we thank you for listening. You know who thank you, you are. Thank you so much. So, I mean, since this, since we talked about it on the podcast, there was an article in town that highlighted CJ's. CJ's was one, and like, that's not a secret anymore. No, no, no. Everybody CJ's knows. was definitely one of those restaurants. The, the four, we had four that we had heard for sure were part of this uh, coalition. Um, but now CJ's is out and they have, and you know what, when I read that article about CJ's, once again, we find ourselves where we can totally sympathize with them. Like, I get it. Your whole business will crumble if you Sean, don't do Sean, to this. back up before we deep dive into this, do you want to read the actual text that yeah, you Yeah, I figure we get to the text message oh, once okay. we kind of like okay. said, so just to recap again after last week. There is a bigger list now of these restaurants, but uh, this organizing of a meeting that happens now, full disclosure, this episode is going to come out the day after. So we feel like we can talk about it without uh, them getting mad at us for affecting their meeting. And and if for some reason the meeting gets changed, we will go back and bleep this out. Just so you know, we are thinking about this yeah, before we, don't, we yeah, state this. We don't want to send any of our more zealous fans after them. No, and we don't also want to hurt any potential people that we love and care about in the community that yeah. maybe, and we're going to get into why that is. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a definitive difference between the type of people doing this yeah. for different reasons. So, um, so to read the text message, the text message that was getting passed around and landed in my lap says the following. I know this is a touchy subject. If not comfortable with the idea, please accept my apologies. Just making sure you are aware. Not to be shared publicly, but requested you do share this notice privately with individuals or businesses who are likely to want to join. For local businesses wanting to unite to oppose the shutdown, there will be a meeting at blank this coming blank at blank time. I figure we don't have to say No, we don't have is. to say it's unimportant. But um, basically, the, the place that they're having it at? Did not surprise me whatsoever. No, we're not going to say who that is, but if you can guess the one, if, if top that was the headquarters for Trump dick bags, the uh, auxiliary gym would be this place. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't surprise from what I understand, and I didn't know this until recently. Because I think, Sean, you told me. Um, I did know uh, Rex knew about this because she was such a, a a huge hater of Bobert. Yeah. Who, who, who's, who's luckily one of those QAnon people, because you know she's got her shit together. Um, she was holding rallies at this place. I know we're probably giving away where it is saying that, but I, that's all public knowledge as well. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me either. And this is really where, you know, you, uh, us three were all Zooming yesterday because we're responsible, uh, trying to be at least. And, you know, this is what really lit the conversation about this. And this is obviously something I wanted to back up and say, you heard it here first. We told you this was going to be happening before anybody else knew about it. So if you listen last week, <clears throat> you had a definitive little did insight. They, did on that it. CJ's article come out like the no, same we, day? Yeah, but we recorded it first. We recorded it just oh, saying, days before. Um, yeah. Just saying. I know those people from CJ's. I'm telling you, this guy is a great dude. Yeah. He is not a bad man. He helps the community out. Very, 
very local, right? Like he he's a very hyper local. I mean, he's been here for a long time. He even time. offered to come in, not make money for one day, not work at his work to help us cook for one day. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just an exceptional human being. So. Okay, and I, this is where we preface it, right? So you got a gentleman like that that wants to stay open. Understood. Mm -hmm. uh, he has 15 employees. He has no other sources of income. Mm -hmm. um, he just is trying to survive and not lose his house. Then on the other side, you have the top that contingency, which is also the bar that this is being held at, this meeting. Those people, where it doesn't feel as much like an economic decision as it does a moral political decision. Yeah. I'm sure they would like the money too, but it's starting to feel I, like that's I, yeah. not what I'm and about. my feeling is is that that I, I man, I'm wondering whether I just want to fucking show up at this meeting <laughs> on the day that will not be disclosed. Well, maybe just to be a fly on the wall and just be like, I know that a bunch of you know exactly who I am, and a handful of you probably want to beat my ass, but I'm going to sit here and listen to what you have to say. Sure. And the 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 thing I think is going to be interesting is this meeting is going to be a hodgepodge of the people that are making a political statement with yes. this, and the people that are like, I don't, I. I get it. Okay. I didn't need to listen to your diatribe about politics for the last 15 minutes. Can we get to why the restaurants are doing this? Because all I'm trying to do is save my family, my house, and my business. 100%. You know? And so I'd be really interested to see that juxtaposition yeah. happen because there are people that are using this as a reason to hold up a torch. And then there's other people who are using it to try to save their asses. Yeah. yeah. And it, it the the whole way they're going about doing this with texting and only text people you it's trust. So, that's it's what made totally, it seem so yeah. shady. I'm like, if you were- super subversive. Put it in the Herald as an editorial. Right. Put out a fly, put flyers up at coffee shops, but no, it's this subversive way about it makes me think that it's that whoever's organizing it, and we know who's organizing it, they're conservative wackos. It, it feels a lot like, like far like on the right. It feels conservative like, wackos that have been trying to sell that business forever for a long time. Yeah. Like they are there. I don't think that it's been going well. It has you mean that Coors Lights and Square Dancing ain't a good business model in 2020? Why don't you just say it? You <laughs> what? know what I'm saying? I know. What night is square dancing? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. The tame pony. I don't. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, but no, it, you know, it, 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 that's the that's the interesting part. It feels subversive. It feels a lot like the McCarthy era, uh, like meetings yep. of right. against the Reds, against we, the commies. Like it feels really. Against, yeah, and that's another thing to think yeah. about: is are they getting together to get a, not only their list of what restaurants are going to go against the health order, but are they also developing a list of the people they know they're going to have to fight against. I, I know for sure that the Restaurant Association, they might sympathize with them and everything, but the talk track from the state is just let's keep listen, going. Let's any, keep this virus any, down. Any regulatory body or something of that nature is never going to side never. with breaking a mandate or a law. Nope. That's a fucking, that is the kiss of death to something like the CRA. They would never say this is okay. They will publicly. Um, it, they'd be insane to. That being said. As a body. As a body, 100%. Maybe individuals within that body may feel a certain way, but that's why we have groups and organizations because it's, it's a group think. It's not an individual making it. That's called fascism. Uh, any, anywho, uh, but but no, it, it raised a lot of questions for us. I'm out of the three of us still in the restaurant business. Mm -hmm. I've tried my best, but they keep pulling me back in. Uh, Every time I think I'm out, right? Uh, but but no, I've I I'm right dead in the middle of this. We've been operating uh, now three restaurants during this huge wave. This is the real wave. This is you know we had our trial run. I, I and it's a very difficult thing to tell somebody that has their life on the line not to go do yeah. what you can do. And that's the thing. Thing. And the big thing you want to know the my, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around want, wanting to <clears throat> choose this because this is a choose your side but, 
kind of situation there's we're a, dealing with. There's a lot of facets to this argument. Yeah. One being the morality issue, right? Should I do this? It would be good for the community. The economic issue, uh, the political issue. But what people uh, don't really understand is there's a lot of bitterness towards what they are insisting are essential businesses. So for instance, mm-hmm. what I mean is why you think Walmart's counting the people that walk in and out of Definitely Walmart? Not. Of course not. So why are they able to be open and mm-hmm. we're not? Why is this place able to be open and we're not? Why, why is the fucking stores? train running? Why is the train in an running enclosed the fucking Express. train? Yeah. Why are they in an enclosed capsule petri dish? Why are they allowed to operate and well, we're not? And we kind of we kind of had this conversation yesterday yeah. a little bit via text about what's actually causing the problems and I I think I think we all kind of agree with the fact that most of the restaurants that are doing the right things, that are handling things in the right ways, that mm-hmm. are taking the co- proper uh, steps are during business hours, keeping the virus sort of at bay. Yes. But I think what we've all sort of decided is it's not about what happens during their shift. No. It's what happens at 11, yes. 1130 midnight. Where do these guys go? What are they doing? If some one person has been in contact, and they all end up at a fucking house party, which they do mm-hmm. constant fucking like. The funny thing is is that politically they'll be on Facebook like, wear your fucking mask, wear lefties, wear fucking liberal. And then they go and they hang out with all their friends the same way that a crazy Trumper would at a poker party or some shit where well, they're all yeah. sharing drink, they're fucking sharing pipes, they're sharing fucking straws, doing straw with each other and sheat like, Cunnilingus. Yeah. Just left and right. And you made the best point about that, Aaron, <laughs> is that the businesses are taking the hit for the bad behavior of of their staff. Well, and that's the thing. There's, I can do whatever I can do within the hours of 10, 9 a.m., which is when our first people arrive, till 10, 30, 11, mm-hmm. uh, after the bar closes and the kitchen closes. I can only control what happens within the context of 13 hours. Mm-hmm. The other 11 hours of the day are out of my hands. So if you want to go beer bong each other's spit at a house party or do whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what I just have to deal with. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm, I don't want to beat up the, the kiddos in this town, but they are. I, I was I was a fucking <laughs> I wanna whoop hey, their listen, asses. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Who knows what I would have done at the age of twenty three? I was a fucking nightmare. I can't tell you I wouldn't have been right there with I them and I probably would have. Yeah. So I'm not I don't want to beat up but but it's right. it's hard for a business to take the responsibility of the actions of individuals. That's why they tell you you're representing your business inside and outside of the right. walls. If you get caught getting arrested and in a fight at a popular place, everybody knows where you work. Mm-hmm. There's blowback onto the company. It's cause for getting fired. It's a personal anecdote and it leads into a bigger conversation, right? Because what what you're I, what I think is happening is you got a bunch of young people that feel very bulletproof and we're not going to get this and if we fucking get it, we're going to be fine. You got the NFL players. It's the exact same fucking thing that's going on with them, right? Like these are a bunch of young, athletic, strong, like no one nothing can fucking touch me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get sick, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And it's kind of borne itself out. But what we what we're seeing is it doesn't matter. And it's the same thing that's going to happen with these restaurants. When you're at the restaurant and an outbreak happens, you're shutting the fucking doors. It doesn't matter. If you're an NFL player and you let it get into the locker room, you're shutting the fucking doors. You're not practicing. Your game might get canceled. Who the fuck knows? I mean, this season could end up getting canceled, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in the restaurant world. And yeah, I mean, I went over to a friend's house. Uh, you said like three weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. And it was, you know, a bunch of the service industry people that we all know and love, blah, blah, blah. You walk through the door and it's like, holy shit, man. Like, it's just shoulder to shoulder. It's in a two-bedroom fucking apartment and everyone's just hanging and you're like, nope. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm just not going to fucking like sit here. And thank God, right? 
like like that I just walked out and like because yeah. I, I mean I haven't really been frequenting these restaurants lately and I've been trying to even before the shutdown trying to kind of minimize my surface area mm-hmm. when it comes to gathering this virus because I'm 46 years old man I have pulmonary issues like mm-hmm. this shit could fucking kill me yep I no doubt in my mind if I get this it's it's at least going to be a tough time it's going to be right? rough right? you know what I mean like we I mean we're Aaron, all you're, you're you're two years older than him. But you smoke and shit, so that adds mm-hmm. to, like, we're all yeah, pretty vulnerable. I mean, you know, I, I spend, when I'm not working, I spend my free time doing nothing at my house with my lovely girlfriend. Um, yeah. That's my only choice in my life right now. Um, I would be a fool to do otherwise. I've taken a couple risks here and there and went out a couple times early on in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And this was back, remember those one days when we weren't getting a lot of cases? Remember that? That was cool. You're like, it um, hasn't even gotten here yet. What's going on? Is there a dome? Are we invulnerable? But I wanted to go back and say it's going to be interesting because my big thing was this and I'm only seeing this as almost like a almost like a character study almost mm. taking a step back and looking at it for an interesting sort of situation what's going to happen you have a you have a restaurant essentially front page news I don't want to say thumbing their nose at, at our county, you know, institutions, but it's it might be perceived as that. I don't think it was intended to do that. I think it was a personal. And, and you're, I think it was a with, story with of the divided uh, populace we have right now. There is that story is one of two things. There is no middle ground. It is either they are heroes for saying fuck you to this liberal government, or they are murderers those well, are the two sides we I, have right I, I would now. hope that cooler heads prevail like us where we can actually see both yeah. sides of the story but that being said it's going to be interesting if our county health department does not do anything about this mm-hmm. what then in the future what will that lead to where are the ripples in the pond i made the joke like okay well if they don't close them why would i even clean my kitchen why would i care about an inspection sure. yeah. why would i do food safety protocol why would i not put raw chicken over other proteins in a walk-in yeah. why would i take the time to even care if nothing's going to happen to and, me and, because and, they're going to put your name in an article that nobody reads about what the health code well there's criticals a, were at each point. well and they're not going to do anything we no. know this they're not gonna we can tell anything. they they, they literally don't have uh, i don't think they can right right I, I think they have the same perspective on this whole situation that we can i mean i think it's pretty transparent that they're like well the virus is going to win anyways mm-hmm. so these restaurants that are not going to shut down and they're going to let people roam freely and there's you know maybe they're wearing masks who knows what's going on with their processes i don't know what cj's does you know what I mean? From I haven't eaten according, at CJ's in 15 years. According to but their article, they said they did way they they followed sure. it so closely that they feel like that's part of why they deserve to stay open because they have been so good about but it. They've been vigilant and and who knows? Maybe they've never had a case. I have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? Maybe they're doing everything perfectly perfectly, but in the middle of a, a a spike like this, you're going to see restaurants are going to get hit. I mean, we've had literally had a restaurant in this town go 100 percent down. Mm-hmm. Every fucking employee got fucking infected every one of them mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can't keep your they doors also, open they also <laughs> were they also never reduced their capacity that place that we're talking yeah, about yeah, for they sure. never like they didn't and that's another and they also really did good point cocaine that, with each other's noses yeah exactly. with each other's <laughs> probably <laughs> wasn't smart um Just cocaine but, and, and coming but, in each other's pants and that brought another thing when we were talking about this yesterday a really interesting point that you had was is that we all know this isn't this is common knowledge that our fearless leader of the cra dave woodruff the local chapter has been working his ass off lobbying the city and the county to just be like hey can you give us 25 percent like please can we get to a point where we're we're doing a good job we can do 25 percent so he's working on that and then aaron brings up this wonderful little point and he goes 
Yeah, and then if you think about it, the places that once they get to open the door, it's just about getting the fucking door open. Who's yeah. going to run at 25%? Who's going to the police ge- 25%? There's no little bit of the genie getting out of the bottle and then you cork it. So if you see all these restaurants with people standing in line out front, how, what, if, they, if they're if they not going to shut down a, a, a freely displayed restaurant for opening in exact defiance, what makes you think they're going to close a restaurant that's at 60%? 50%, 75%. They don't if they don't have enough people to do the job that they can do now when everything's closed. Mm-hmm. Imagine everything open at 25%. Who's going to be there with a calculator determining your capacity? Yeah. Because it Absolutely just won't no happen. One. No one. So and 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 I and I worked with Dave for a long time on the CRA. There could not be a better dude. Bobby worked from Sean works with him. Could not I've be a better guy on the planet. Years. <laughs> could literally not be a better dude. He's um, one of the best humans. He, he and I actually talked about this two weeks ago. I texted him, which I do periodically just to check in. And I'm like, dude, how are you holding up? Blah, blah, blah. Um, the funny thing about him, and you guys will not be shocked to hear this, as you know him as well as I do, um, his first response is like, man, he's like, I just had to lay off so many fucking people. And he's mm-hmm. like, do you know how fucking hard that is to mm-hmm. go in and be like, look, I don't have a job for you right now. I'm yeah. sorry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I know some of these kids that he had to lay off yeah. and they're texting me. They're like, dude, do you know anyone that's hiring? Do you know, you know, I mean, can you help me? You know? And yeah. I'm like, I'll ask around, but like, I got news Nobody for you. So I'm, I'm one of the few businesses hiring right now. Oh, I've really? been, um, I've hired my limit though. I don't need you. Um, if I find something that's hyper, somebody that's hyper talented, I've always said this, regardless if, if yeah. I have a spot for you, I'll grab talent just to hold you in the wings. And oddly enough, you always get used at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll always grab somebody that I know is a star. But um, right now, like even if you were a decent, like my guys are going to work circles around you right now because I've got my pick of the litter. So I don't need to hire any more people. And with no dining, it makes my life easier. Yeah, sure. I don't have to staff for front coverage. I can just, I need guys slinging Zaws and throwing them at people's faces. That's all I yeah. need. Um, no. So You guys have a beautiful circumstance. <laughs> like this confluence of events has ultimately really fucking helped that business in some ways. Not from a logistical standpoint, because it's a fucking nightmare, I'm it's sure, to nightmare. try to, you know what I mean? But, but, no, I, but I lost forced. my booze, though, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Tons of Everybody booze. wants yep. to sexy up the to-go thing, but if, nah. you're an, if you're an asshole that wants to buy a $5 can of beer and not go buy a fucking $8 six-pack, I'm happy to take your dumb, retarded money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you're, the funny thing is, is because that you guys have seen such a huge surge in delivery operations, it's probably helped you dial in delivery, which is not an easy thing for any business that delivers food to get dialed in. Especially. So it's like they you forced are... you guys to like be like, we're prepared for a high volume of fucking delivery for now to yeah, the end Yeah, and time. to be honest with you, you'd be shocked, but we don't do as much delivery as pickup. People are more than happy to come on in and pick shit. Really? Um, well, because they just don't want to pay the extra like six you would, bucks or whatever nah, it ends it's up like, being. It's fucking four bucks. It's not a big deal when you're ordering $60 with food. That being said, you pay... DoorDash, I hear, is doing pretty well. So obviously, service fees... 60 bucks is that like a pizza a big, and a half? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I heard that was enchiladas from Gaspachos. Just one order. <laughs> one um, one anyway, order I kid, Gaspachos. I love we you. Kid, we kid. We kid. 100% COVID. I'm, I'm yeah, just, I was about to say, the side of COVID comes free. Uh, yeah, that's free. Uh, but, <laughs> the chips but, are three bucks. But no, why, 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 why I mention that all is it's, it's going to be interesting because going forward, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Will you be viewed by the community as being subversive and on the side of uh, the wrong, I would, like, I'd like to consider the wrong side of history? Mm. Mm-hmm. All on top that. Are you gonna will you be lumped in with those people if you decide to keep your doors open? Uh because 
Uh, you could be viewed that way. It would be unfortunate because I know there's a lot of people in town that are simply wanting to do, be open so they can pay their employees and pay their house note. And and I also know there's other places in town that are using this as more of an fu to the government and the local times. And there's a there's a, a, a an older gentleman that will remain nameless that is going to stay open. He doesn't give a fuck what you think. He's going to do whatever he wants. He to never do. closed. Um, he yeah, never he closed. Never, literally so never. I don't know how to feel about this. But we were saying, I kind of like the only thing I could kind of, I, I stepped backwards and I thought about it. And Rex had a really good point. When I was talking to her about this, I'm like, hey, listen, I don't, I'm just trying to play both sides of the fence, not play both sides of the fence, but understand, understand it. I understand why somebody would be open. I understand why, why they wouldn't. And she goes, you know what? We've lived this long being as complete idiots as we are because we've got good instincts. What does your instinct tell you? What's your gut tell And you? I said, my, yeah, I said, my brain is definitely seeing both sides, but I got to be honest, my gut's telling me to just fucking close and not just do delivery and pickup. I mean, avoid dine-in. It just doesn't feel right right now. Mm -hmm. There is such a surge in this town. I don't think anybody really understands, but I personally know over the last 12 hours, five different people that have gotten it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know five different people that had gotten it prior to that. I didn't, yeah. Collectively. I heard about this person, but I personally know five people that have contracted it over the last day. So, I don't. I, my gut's telling me to do the yeah, right man. thing. I don't know, man. I, no. And who am I to say that? I'm. I'm telling somebody else not to make money and to hurt themselves. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's and that's fucked. the 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 crux is is that it is going to draw a line in the sand, like everything has in the last four years. There's going to be the you're a murderer or you're a hero. Yeah. That's pretty much the way I think it's going to go. I have a feeling that the people that go to that meeting, they're going to be like, man, I really want to do this. I really want to just be open, but at the same time, I don't want to be associated with a single one of you. People. But is it going to turn? into a fourth Reich party like that's what I'm saying like is it going to go from concerned business owners to fucking Zig Heil like because you're dealing with some fucking subversive fucking assholes there yeah. and I'm sorry and, and you know who you are most of you are not but there are definitely that contingency that are doing this as an act of fucking warfare. Have you ever they're been not to a fourth Reich party? They're, they are they great? Suck. It's not as good as a third Reich. That yeah. was a much better club. Is it's it like, uh, is it like it's, that? Uh, it's warm beer and <laughs> schnitzel. Is it? It's just yeah. a bunch of women that look like St. Pauli girl. Yeah. You know, it's right. all that. It's all for the sure. stereotypes. That's what, that's you show up weird. and they're just burning Blake Crouch books for some reason. <laughs> that's weird. They got to stay warm somehow. They can't yeah. pay their electric bill. Oh, beer. God. Speaking of paying bills, it's time oh, for it us time to, to pay, pay some, some bills. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, we had this sponsor for a whole week. About a week ago, Carol went out and actually did part. That's I've added um, advertising she doing ad sales? sales. I'm trying to get Fuck her to yeah, get on dude. ad sales. So she actually, this is her first one. She cold called this business and they were in. Does she know that we've cut her salary by three fourths? She has no idea. <laughs> Yeah, because Great. she doesn't need any of that salary. Fuck I thought her. she did payroll. <laughs> well, Damn, well, she's not the sharpest. Direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Midwesterners and all that shit. <laughs> they know their cheese curds that they can't use QuickBooks. Yeah, she knows how many touchdowns Aaron Rodgers has thrown this year. But that's <laughs> about it. Fucking it. Well, it's a lot. Is it a lot? I haven't been following it's, it's a lot. Listen here, you fucks. Do you want to be big? But every single thing about you, inside and out, is small as shit. Well, lucky fucking you. At Uncle Tiny's Closet, we got all the things to make you look bigger. Small chairs. Tiny hats. Minuscule dinnerware for your tiny hands. Tiny desks. You fucking get it. And it's not just stuff for us Goombas, neither. We got chick stuff, too. 
tiny keychain vagisils, itty bitty bottles of white Zinfandel, and little tissues for your little fucking issues. So go to tinyaf.com right now and use the promo code DIAPERDON for 90% off your first semester at a very tiny online university. This could be the first step in your tiny future. Uncle Tiny's Closet. Tiny packages for your tiny packages. Your dicks are small. So we're going to get to a voicemail that we yeah, have. Yeah, we are. Very interesting voicemail. But before that, we want to tell you how you can reach out to us. You can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message to 970-426-5344. Wow. That, now that was racist. Why is that? You're right. And we're sorry. It's on a little racist. Or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at whiskeyreel. Now, for the sake of being fair and balanced, we have a voicemail we received. This is the first voicemail of all the voicemails we asked for regarding the Top That drama uh, that is anti-us and pro-Top That. Perfect. I Um, want to hear some salient arguments and data-specific points. Is this the one you applied the drunk guy filter to? Uh, No, that's just the drunk guy filter. And it did come in... He was just 3 a.m. fucked up. It it came in at 2.36 a.m. Let's not discount this. I'm sure he has a ton of empirical data that we'll be able to to research and cross-reference and I hope he gives his footnotes. Yeah, this I'm guy's frankly, Mensa smart. I oh, am. Sure. I am frankly. Um, I'm vibrating here in my boots, thinking about the very acclaimed educational institutions that this gentleman has. We're, we're, oh, sure. Grace the halls of. We're about he's to been see... to the finest ag schools. Mm. For sure. No, no. This is. We're looking. I went to Texas Tech. Fuckface. <laughs> we're about to see a rhetorical argument unlike the witch you've never seen. I guarantee you. Unlike. The witch <laughs> you've ever seen. Dude, that's really fucked up, Whiskey Row. You guys are really fucking stupid. All these businesses that you guys are saying white supremacy, what have you guys done for the black and Hispanic and the native communities? I haven't seen anything done. And yet you guys could say, well, say fuck top that yogurt. Well, fuck you guys too. There's something wrong in this country and it's you people who always have to criticize hardworking people. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Native Americans, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of other ethnicities that are patriotic, that love this country, and Target and Top That Yogurt just because their patriotism and them supporting Donald Trump shouldn't even be relevant to anyone. They should be thankful that you guys, that they're up there every day trying to make a difference in their own lives, that they're trying to make a difference too. You know, hearing that the um, indigenous people attack top that yogurt and try burning down buildings. Let's talk about that. Talking about burning establishments. When's the last time any of these Native Americans or these people from these different tribes and these people and their supporters have done something about the suicidal rate and all the stuff that goes on on the reservations? I'm just saying, you know, it's frustrating to hear about it. It's frustrating to hear you guys, you know, promote hate and how you guys keep on doing this. You know, wake up. I mean, you wouldn't like it if I showed up at your doorstep and I said, fuck your establishment. No, that's wrong. So, with that being said, you know, fuck your mama, fuck whoever raised you, and fuck 
everything else you said about white supremacy. No one's a white supremacy in these fucking towns. We grew up here. And it's fucking funny how you guys say white supremacy. What about black supremacy? What about Native American supremacy amongst each other? Let's talk about that. What about the other races of supremacy? You guys didn't get your head out of your ass. Wake the fuck up. And like I said, there's a lot of great people who stand behind Top That Yogurt and all these businesses you guys call racist. As a matter of fact, you could take this and shove it up so far your ass. At least as hardworking Americans and people who are getting up every day, going to work, and providing for their families. Unlike you, you can sit behind a TV screen and be on the voice of everything. Which is kind of fucking stupid because why are you voicing people's opinions? Be happy that there's people that get enough every day to fill up your grocery stores with truckers. The truckers don't get thanked. The emergency services, you're one of those people that probably defund the police and crying around about it. What happens when the police don't show up? What happens when emergency services start going slow and calls are dropped? Wake up. Wake up. Wake well, up. I don't, well, I don't have AT&T, is, so my calls don't get dropped. That is, uh, that is one big bag of drunken stupid. Um, can I? <laughs> May I? Yes. May I? Go Just, right ahead, Aaron. So let's all be honest. When's the last time you had a quote-unquote debate or had a back-and-forth, a tete-a-tete, especially via social media or voicemails, um, that resulted in anything other than both sides being infuriated or one side laughing because they're trolling you and pulling you out and exposing you. Nothing's ever been solved and no minds have ever been changed via that format. Now, if you want to talk about debating and debating points, that's a completely different subject. I would recommend the next time you wanted to be taken seriously, probably collect a little bit of empirical data and research and probably not drink a lot before you have that conversation yeah 2 36 a.m right i'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna right. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna suppose based on what i heard that you probably were not cogent and were not in your right mind and not sober and that's fine that's your that's your right we don't even know if that guy remembers leaving that voicemail probably, probably not. not um but w- the thing is you you've asked a lot of questions here and you've mentioned a lot of things over and over again one being hard working i've worked every day for the last nine months can you say the same Hardworking is implied. I have no idea what you're talking about. So that's first fallacy. We love our country because we we care about it. So we're going to present arguments in defense of it and not in defense of it because we are concerned. That's what a patriot does. If you look up the definition of patriotism, it's not a pretty thing. It's not following blindly. It's questioning authority. That's the point. That's the whole reason why we separated ourselves from England is because we wanted to create a completely different society. So patriotism, I don't understand. Um, I don't really understand why you keep bringing up indigenous people. I might go out on a limb and say that you're probably an indigenous person yourself. I'm just a supposing. We do a lot of stuff via audio, which means we hear voices a lot. I don't know what your problem with indigenous people are. I don't know if there's like self-hate going on. Like he's the uncle ruckus of the indigenous community. Yeah, no (laughs) idea why you're focusing on us. No relation. The, the, The thing that happened was top that 
interacted with the indigenous people, not the opposite. They weren't defending themselves. They were inciting. They were being vulgar. They were being extremely disrespectful to them. That's why we're bringing this up. But he did say, he's like, the indigenous people that that threatened to burn businesses down. He was very vague about that. He didn't say burn down top that. He's like, the indigenous people saying they're going to burn buildings down. Now, that sounds like that might be part of the defense of top that going, that we heard that the indigenous people's march was going to burn our building down in, at that's 1 not a p.m. in the middle of the fucking day. It's not a defense it's of not. anything. It's not. So that's, it, I'm just saying that's where he's are, coming from. It's it, still stupid. It's clear well, that these are classic talking points. I think that... I think that yeah. the Indigenous People's March um, was met with a, a, a really derisive fucking form of counter protest. Yeah. Okay. So like, it was just a lot of like flipping you off and fuck you. And you it know, was a lot of Duck Dynasty beard having yeah. sister fucking holding an AK forty seven because their dick don't exist. To be motherfuckers. A slightly the devil's advocate. You know the kids. And this is the important part of it, and this is what fucking I think the whole crux of this fucking issue relies on is that there were a couple of kids that initially went by and flipped these guys off and pissed them off, and now we're fucking we're inciting mm-hmm. at this point. You know what I mean? So now, like this hardworking Ryan Bingham, your name's Ryan Bingham, uh, not Jeff Lebowski. It's Ryan Bartholomew, I think. Or whatever. I don't know. Whatever his fucking name is. Whatever his fucking name is. Ryan Bartholomew. Ryan Bartholomew. Um, He goes out and then starts to incite shit at the BLM protest, at the fucking, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This guy is working so hard that he has a time to go around town with a fucking bullhorn and try to rally people to his cause. And he's got, he's working so hard. What is he working hard at? Motherfucker should be selling yogurt. Yeah. Because they I got can't. news for you, homeboy. Like you, you gotta need sell to, a lot of yogurt. You're gonna have to sell a lot of yogurt to keep this fucking place open, man. I mean, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It, it just drives me nuts. Don't, like, like, yeah. It don't just, don't conflate the argument by saying that we're simply attacking him because he has a different political view. That has never no, been the case. It's it's never. Not, I see people with Trump and Pence stickers on their cars in front of their houses all the time. I don't dislike those people because they're acting like civilized members of the community. As soon as you start inciting violence, as soon as you start attacking people verbally, and I'm not saying and screaming homophobic and, shit and on top I, of the racist I'm not shit. saying engaging in thoughtful debate. Yep. I'm not talking about an exchange of ideas. I'm saying screaming faggot, fuck black lives matter. I'll shoot you in the face. This is not a You're debate. being defended by a fucking queer or that, whatever the fuck it is. Of course you need a queer to protect you, we're, huh? Yeah, we're upset yeah. at the actions. It doesn't matter if he was Antifa, I'd have a problem too. That's not nope. okay We'd to We'd be making fun of him. Violence. not okay. Yeah. So just don't conflate the fact that we just don't like and, Trumpers. And let, That's can't not lose sight the of the fact that these kids, kids, mm-hmm. literally kids that can't even buy cigarettes, came by and flipped you off. They mm-hmm. fired a twenty-two shell over your bow. Right. And this is how you fucking reacted for the last, what, five months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard you know to be I mean? called a snowflake when you are so fragile that oh. the mere flipping off from a child oh. sends you into a tirade and a rage. The fact that people are dressed in, in their indigenous clothing, clothing in front of your store sends you into a panic, a rage. You are constantly triggered. We're not the triggered ones, man. I'm not yelling down the street, fuck you, whitey. You, we're reacting. Mm-hmm. We are not acting. 
We are trying to defend ourselves. He also tries to bring up the classic straw man fucking bullshit when he's like, what about, you're talking about white supremacy, white supremacy. What about black supremacy? What about brown supremacy? It's like, dude, it, no, you, you cannot simply use your dumb redneck brain to try to distract us from the real problem, which is the constant uh, elevation of the white man when it comes to real things in this country, like wealth, inherited wealth land ownership if you can't see how that's a problem and you got to try call to go like okay sure there's a probably a sect of the black panther still out there that believe that the sure. black man is supreme over everybody else there's a ton there for every race and group of people there is a fringe group that thinks that that group of people is better than everybody else but when you look at the way this country is structured economically and socially i'm sorry we have a problem with the fact that the white people run everything and they're doing and the ones in power are doing everything they can to keep people of color out of their positions so if you cannot recognize it's an actual problem then why don't you try like aaron said to come up with some research and some data that shows that there is no such thing as white supremacy rather than saying what about pink supremacy what about purple supremacy that shit doesn't matter dummy come out well, with some real well, the data thing is, is that like black supremacy exists in the nfl yes and the fucking nba every sport um but pretty much <laughs> in every other fucking respect we're talking about a marginalized group of folks that couldn't even vote until what 1960 fucking eight or some shit yep. you know what i mean so like why don't you guys fucking cut loose of this idea like there's still african-american americans that have grandparents that remember fucking slavery yeah like we're not that far out of this shit you motherfuckers like you guys don't understand like there's no pers- like there, there's no perspective whatsoever the, at all the ruling class there's a ruling class and an oppressed class the oppressed class is clear Right. That's why they're called the minority They're because they're minority in numbers and don't hold the wealth. So to say that's why they don't say black supremacy. They say black pride, bruh, Bruh. because they don't have the opportunity to be supreme of anything. man. So what they're trying to do is hold under their culture and values despite the oppressed class. And I'm speaking as one of them. So by the way, while I'm, what have I done for all the races and several orgasms for the black community? Well, you've delivered a lot. (laughs) At least I had at least a baker's dozen yesterday. So you're welcome. I've done my part. Sting. I've done my part. I've done my part, sir. All day Bluetooth. Um, fucking no, but we, no, we don't trust me. That's not what defund the police. You're you, you're doing dog whistles and you're doing things oh, yeah, that the you've last, heard yeah. on Hannity and Tucker Carlson. I appreciate the fact that you watch that show. That's fine. He just was grasping at something at the end there. If you want to have a, a, an empirical, cogent argument about a specific thing, come get me. I will take yeah. all that fumar. Actually, homie. come get me as soon as you read a book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Read read Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States of America, and then we'll fucking talk. About I only it. got halfway through Mein Kampf. I had to put it down. You know, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, no, I thought it was a page turner. Oh, it was guys, a page turner. You guys are so sweet. You guys are telling people on the podcast that this guy can read and shit. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. I'm going to give him the benefit but, of the but doubt. But Bobby yeah. said something the other week I've been uh, really thinking about lately. And during when we got the election results and we did that podcast a few podcasts ago, I was definitely dancing on graves. Mm-hmm. I, I admit it. And I that was what I needed to do at that moment. There's a very interesting argument to be had for what is it going to take? What's it going to take for reality to be seen? And once it is, what's it going to take to bring these people back into the fold? Um, it, it, we all have to coexist. 
Have we broken so far? Is the chasm so wide that we can no longer get together? We used to talk about reaching across the aisle. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be reaching across the Grand Canyon. Is there a way that we're going to be close enough to reach across the aisle at this point? Have we done irreparable damage? And by the way, what you guys are fighting for is is anti-democracy. We've, you're you're yep. spitting in the face of democracy you're by not allowing fascism. Allowing They're this. fighting for fascism. It, what we're watching is the, the shortening of the pendulum swing that we've all grown up with, but sometimes the pendulum swing would take 20 years. It's going to be two years. We're, we're like on a two-year cycle now. We're going to mm-hmm. watch red states rise up every two years and take over midterm elections, and then we're going to watch blue states every two years I, rise up mm-hmm. and take over I, a presidency. I, I, I or, totally, you know what I mean? totally understand what you're saying. I, th- I do think, though, I think if it continues down this path, and by no means am I a fan of the, of the Dems, per se. They just happen to fall into more of my belief system than the right does. But that they've got tremendous amount of problems themselves. We have a problem um, with the establishment people on both sides. I, I, we have, I, we've talked about this. I think, fuck Nancy Pelosi. Fuck Chuck Schumer. They're fucking not doing a great job. They're corporatists. We yes. understand that. They're war hawks. We understand that. My my point is, I think when, you, when we look back at history and see who the winners of history were, per se, you're going to look back at the Mitch McConnells and the Lindsey Graham and the Donald Trumps, and you're going to ask yourself, was this the point that the Republican Party completely annihilated itself? Did they lose complete support based on these several figures that have come along? Because now we have new fucking Hitler youth being nominated as congressmen. So this isn't stopping. This no, is so yeah. fucking, this is so... We have QAnon candidates now. We have th- QAnon that senators. That have been voted have- for... Yeah. yeah, I mean, here and we here, are. Yeah, we've got Lauren Boebert's dumb ass God, in I our fucking state, bro. God, which in is sad state. because I thought we were rocking the blue. You know, I thought we were pretty. She's rocking the blue, except for those she's, uh, she's got those a, red counties. She's bub. got great abs, though. But there's 19 people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what about what about the Dakotas? Both Dakotas yeah, anyway. make four senators. Anyway, I think that was a big done. point I made on old Nicole. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole, yeah. Uh, our friend. Yeah, so, we, if friend you want to go, podcast, everybody, Nicole. yes, everybody, please go to the uh, if if you go back to that video post of our Tiger King ad, Bobby and this bitch Nicole had a, uh, and I think some other people jumped in. Yeah, that you guys had a, um, a back and forth throwing essays in each other's faces, which was fantastic. At least you used punctuation, um, which was nice. She has dysgraphia. She has dysgraphia. I'm so, sorry. I mean, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt yeah, and so assume that that's correct. We're sorry. She also has four degrees from yeah, what she's Yeah, she has four saying. degrees. And I was like, okay, so now, you're a chiropractor. Smart. She's a chiropractor, I imagine. <laughs> she's certified in Reiki. Uh, I imagine that she also is um, a Universal Life Church. <laughs> they actually give a theology degree now, not just a reverend. She's a homeopathic doctor. Yes, and a homeopathic well. doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah so all four of your degrees, just like your face, are bullshit. no it's just listen like i said before we're not you know we don't we don't we clearly have our beliefs Mm -hmm. i would just really really enjoy in the future if you guys leave us voicemails try to leave some sort of empirical data or something to substantiate the same thing happened to the trump administration just because you say it's a hoax and a fraud if you can't prove it it mm-hmm. doesn't mean a yeah. goddamn thing. And whoever the also, fuck I wish that we is, would get three of these voicemails yeah, a week. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. Like this yes. guy. I want and three of them a week. Yeah. I think it's great fodder. It, and uh, yeah. I, all check, it does is prove our Just point. check behind I'm, 6th Street at about 2 a.m. by yes, the dumpster. Exactly. You'll find him. There was no phone number, of course. At least he was smart enough to use star 86 or whatever to yeah, yeah. block his yeah. number. Follow the trail of empty fireball shooters. They'll lead you right to him. <laughs>
empty, um, empty packages thank of you. pickled sausages from the gas station. I encourage you guys station. to continue to fucking call Sean number one more time for these guys. It's 970-426-5344. Once yes, again, hit us up with love or hate. And uh, if you're going to have the hate, try to not sound so stupid so that we don't just tear you up to <laughs> well, pieces for 15 I, I, You know, and I appreciate you feeling compelled to do that because you were very passionate. And I really appreciate that. I'm not even being sarcastic. It's really good content. But I, but I really, really, really suggest, number one, that you're in a clear state of mind when mm-hmm. you do it and that you have some specific points. You don't have to like us, but just saying that we're something doesn't mean it's so. Yep. Sorry, just like bro. I could say that you're educated doesn't mean it's real. Doesn't mean it's happening. Hey, I can say it though. I bet you this guy stayed at least a couple months in DeVry's motorcycle mechanic <laughs> fucking broker. <laughs> Remember DeVry? Oh, DeVry. Anyway, so let's move on to media. Let's do. <laughs> the, uh, the show that we, we briefly touched on the first two episodes, but now that we're through episode five and the best episode of a television series in a long time happened, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. If not ever. Yeah, one and of the best episodes I, of a TV I, show. I heard somebody bring up a great point about this because we were considering spoilers. If you own Disney+, Plus, you own it because you want to watch this show. Mm-hmm. That yep. being said, you've already seen it. There are no spoilers. If you don't know where we're talking about you don't care what yeah, we're talking we about need free reign every about single this. person yes. that has uh, that has disney plus and cares anything to do with the star wars universe has already seen what we're talking about for the rest of you i hope you find it entertaining yes now and we're not spoiling yeah. shit there but before this season of the mandalorian started they start to plant seeds they're really good with their marketing where they're like all right now let's let rosario dawson mention in an interview mm-hmm. that she's going to be a sp- very specific character in this season of the mandalorian so everybody knew that Rosario Dawson was going to be playing one of everybody's favorite characters from the Clone Wars, Ugh. which is Ahsoka Tano, who was um, who was uh, Anakin's Padawan. You forget how they released the information. They just said she was going to be a character. And everybody, everybody assumed, and then not till November 27th did she confirm it. Right. So, like, they kept it under wraps. Really? They didn't confirm? No. I don't think so. They didn't confirm it. And she confirmed it. She let out a picture of Mandalorian and said, may the force be with you. And then that was kind of the everybody oh. knew. Now. Maybe the most fuckable human on can we, Earth. Can we Definitely. get into <laughs> how fucking cool this was? Dude. From... This hit every nerd boner portion of my existence. I watched it <laughs> twice in three Four hours, I think. Nice. I just couldn't get away from how uh-huh. good this episode was. Um, Bobby, you're the uh, you're I, the well, you're the Star Wars aficionado. I think we're we're all hangers on. I don't on know Star if that's Wars. necessarily true, but, but but you have a you're deeper, more deep dive. See, I, I, I never am... got into the video games, which we'll talk about how that ties into this a little bit. Yeah, dude. The the books. Any fucking active extended universe nerd. <laughs> yes. Got. The most amazing bit of fan service in this episode. In this episode, 100%. because we're talking about and and it, so there's a mention of one very amazing character from the EU because there was a trilogy of books that came out right after the Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and it became like everybody wanted that to be the next thing. Like this should be the next trilogy. So anyone, uh, you know, spoiler alert: we're talking about. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, Grand Admiral Thrawn gets a shout out. Very brief. They just mention very it. Very brief, but. That tells me a lot. Like mm-hmm. they're going to delve into some stuff. So I, I, and and you're gonna, you're, you said immediately that you thought it was going to be a precursor, like sort of, like sort of, uh, comment about a uh, season three. Yes. I got a different thought. 
Okay. I think they're going to do, and they've already been talking about doing a spinoff series for Rosario. Yeah. And I think that's possible. I think they're going to make, I think they're going to make fucking Esposito the main driving villain of this one. And I think they're going to take Thrawn and go they're gonna into Thanos the other him? universe. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think they're, they're setting up their, they're making a Mandalorian universe. That's always been their fucking motive. Great. I think That's I think totally they're going to spin yeah. this out into as many revenue streams as possible. And that's what's really great about the structure. Which either that way taken. we win, right? The structure that they've made the show where you do have these stories that are all just one week stories. And we might get back to this character next right. season. We might not ever get back to him. But like an overarching. But, but there, there is an, an overarching, overarching story through yeah. all of it. But the but the great thing is, is while they're doing each of these episodes, it's like, all right, we'll see what the response is. And we'll choose our spinoffs. Based on these stories, like if we don't get an, because you, Bobby said, we're probably never going to see Ahsoka Tano again in this show. And I was like, if they just did that for one episode, I might well, fucking do a hunger strike in front of Disney, <laughs> like and chain myself up. But then you said just now they're thinking about spinning. No, off. it's like as this uh, episode got released, the groundswell oh. of all of a sudden the little gremlins are coming out oh, yeah. and starting to talk. And, and they'd already alluded to this back yeah. in the day. Um, so. I think this is firmly like they're firmly creating the arc for the fucking spinoff. I think so too. Yeah. So I think Bobby's right. I don't think they're going to waste her no, on this series at this point. I think they're going to save her for the. Spin-off. They might bring her. They'll probably. I think that she comes back in the last three episodes at some point. Maybe or for the last episode. I mean, let's be honest. Like the last three episodes of the show have been more fan service and uh, more space battley shit. You get stormtroopers. They've also been. I mean, like, Ahsoka is the first time we get to see a Jedi. You're we watched. 12, 13 chapters. Well, she, I guess technically she's not, but she still studied and she has lightsabers. Yeah. Basically, she's as much a Jedi as fucking Luke Skywalker. I know, yeah, I know. Right? I know. And Thank what, you. what they used I mean, to Luke say. Luke never finished his training. No, they I used know. To, <laughs> the arguments against something like the Mandalorian is nobody gives a shit about Star Wars unless there's people running around with lightsabers. We proved that wrong. We watched how many t- 13 chapters of this show before we saw somebody with a fucking lightsaber. Sure. And when we saw it, it was like fucking tantric sting sex. Do we were right? waiting so long that oh when she starts do you know slicing fools, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh. Well, uh-uh. Number, number one, the action, the battle sequences, how they chose to introduce her, which was almost immediate, from the way that they chose to do the uh, the dueling scene against mm-hmm. the big baddie at the end of the episode. Everything in between was done as well as I think they could have possibly done it. The really interesting part is they, they show her, and then so the the backstory being that she walked away from the Jedi's, right? She 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 firmly walked yeah. away from it and renounced it. Still has the power, which is why she has white labors uh, lightsabers because mm-hmm. she doesn't have an affiliation. That hey, well, that's a sign of non affiliation. I thought though. the color of your saber was just based on whatever crystal jived with the you, crystal. the kyber right, crystal. Right, but but she took she took a fucking Sith's crystal and changed it. Yep. That which is right. so she's non-affiliate, bro. She's she's a fucking almost Jedi voter. gun for hire, homie. She's from and, Sario Dawson. And, and listen, <laughs> d- dog. And it was so cool <laughs> seeing her from Clone Wars be a kid and make bad decisions as a kid. And they put this beautiful woman and 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 she creates this character where that where that species is only supposed to live like 150, 200 years. She's clearly 75 to 90 years old. She's middle aged. Right. And she seems so much like one of the best acting performances I think Rosario Dawson's ever done with how small she went with the performance. No, yeah, she was very stoic through a lot of it. She was very spiritual. There's a moment when she 
when it becomes clear that all of a sudden Mando is fucking on her side and everyone realizes yeah. it. And then she just walks away. Yeah. I got to go fight this bitch. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You got this. You got this, Mando. And, you know what I know what Oh, I, and Michael Bean? Fuck off. I fuck know. Off, they bring Bean. in Michael Bean. Okay, you guys know where I stand on Katie Sackhoff. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I, I mean, stand right where you do. So I love when right, they bring, behind, right behind her creepily so, is uh, where you stand. Uh, <laughs> I would stand so directly <laughs> behind her. <laughs> if we go back to episode one, we get Timothy Oliphant, who is one of my all-time favorite human yes. beings. Yeah, he's amazing. As the fucking marshal. Amazing, right? Fan service. Werner Herzog. Let's give me Werner Herzog. Let's give me Boba Fett's armor. Now let's get Katie Sackhoff as fucking Bo-Katan. Are you fucking Yeah, and Bo-Katan's me? another fucking you know what thing I mean? from three, uh, two fucking episodes ago. Right from, yeah. And now we get Rosario. I, it's getting, yeah, a, dude. It's getting Stop unbelievable. Stop it, dude. This is the best Star Wars we've seen since Empire Strikes Back. It's, Thank you. I I, I, I I can't disagree with that. There's I was more saying, fan service and fun shit going on in this you. show than all of all the new of trilogy. It. But it's all the act, of the but the trilogy. back the, the acting is better. The the it's, the, the you, effects are better. The effects are better because they didn't try to do it all digitally like they did the like Lucas did with the prequels and they were like we're going to all digital. It took them 20 years to figure out that you, only when you mix the two perfectly does, does do your work. effects really, really pop. Well, you know what? Uh, yeah, thanks, Jar Jar Abrams. Uh, so what <laughs> What was really, really interesting in, in this was they called it the Jedi. She technically is not a Jedi. I think they were alluding, alluding to, and you talk about the one of the biggest spoilers, We've got a name for Baby Yoda. Yes. Oh. It's Grogu. It's Grogu, and I'm seeing all this fucking hate online. Like, Why? dumbest name ever. This is so stupid. Fuck off. Why is what this did Yoda name? mean before Yoda? Right? No, and that's what I'm thinking. I just imagine some big fat nerds like, this is the worst name ever. So cheesy. Now... Where was I? This is my Bib Fortuna figure. That yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like Bib sure. Fortuna is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. Yeah, and Grogu is fine. It's perfectly within it's great. like the, the canon, its character. Uh, it's, yeah. It, it, it and, totally works. And it and it's so lovely. And it's adorable. It's adorable. When when Mando says Grogu <sighs> and he keeps looking up going, eh. Grogu, Grogu. Oh my God. You want this? Stop it. You want this? Just stop it. It's one of the best now, things that's ever now, happened in the America. Interesting. Lastly, let's wrap it up with this. And Bobby, I'll lean on your your nerddom for this. Bobby, King of when Star they, Wars. Nerds. When they said, take the Jedi Temple, put him on the top rock, yeah. and basically let him force out, basically sending up a Jedi flare to it's the a, universe. It's a smoke signal it's a, to the Jedi. It's to the, all the Jedi, good that's and bad. That's the plan. That's good the plan. Bad. Yeah, that would be to the so, Sith, too. That's yeah. going to everybody, right? Yeah. So... The question is, last time I heard Luke Skywalker burned down yeah. the first yes. Jedi Temple. Yes. So it's going to be interesting if they're even going to deal with it. Or are they just going to dismiss that it? That is interesting. Because they both called themselves the first. Mm-hmm. Can we weird. Can right? we go a little negative on this just a touch? Yes. So we have opened up a bunch of fucking storylines in this you, uh, in this season so we still haven't even dealt with like our fucking black saber situation dude mm. the dark saber sorry yeah, dark, yeah, yeah, dark yeah. saber situation we haven't dealt with it i really. believe it's african-american saber. um we brought boba fett back into the fucking universe yes mm-hmm. now we've got fucking bo-katan and her crew of oh, 
hot. Just sucking. Hottie McBodies, bro. Fuck. What's happening? Why are yeah. they so hot? And that whole crew. Why are you killing that, everybody? Fuck that dude. <laughs> why, are you, why are you hot and killing everybody? Yeah, just smoking people and just you take saying? your fucking helmets dude, off. Between yeah, that and the new episode, so much exposition. You gave us all these things. Like, you started bringing the Jedi in. You explained why this motherfucker won't take his mask off, but everybody else will. Sorry, you don't realize you were a kid that was raised in a fucked up Amish sect of fucking. Basically, yeah, he's a zealot, right? Yeah, he's, he's like a zealot. A, yeah, he was. He's a zealot. Yeah. Um, but there's and only we'll one see thing. if that changes. So Although Pedro maybe has left what the fold. Eh, whatever. From he what I've heard, he might anyway. not be. So then, if we do get to see Mando with his helmet off, it might not be Pedro. That's fine. Damn. It, well, I, I don't. At this point, I so don't care. But I just want to see where the universe goes. It's fantastic. It but you're like you're, you're so. Well, we have like three episodes left now. Yeah, because they do eight, right? They're doing yeah. eight each season. So we have three episodes left to tie up. And we don't have to tie it up, obviously. But there's like, nothing getting But we got to deal with fucking Boba Fett and fuck. You know what I mean? Like, there's we a have lot to. of fucking And is he going to get it? You know what I think? Uh, here's my, my precognition. I think by episode eight, the last five minutes, they get him to the temple. They put him on the rock. Oh. He f- sets out and releases his force Who signal. Who shows up? No. And they do something like show like... Like all fucking, sorts of people lighting like, up all like over the place. A Sith it's like open John its, Wick. Dog. Like a Sith open yeah. its eyes. It's like everybody's open contract. John Wick. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, Dude. it is. It's open contract. I think. I think that's going to be the end of the season, and we're going to be left just mid coitus. Just a bunch fucking, of hot pinup, oh Betty Page God. bitches oh. sitting out. Fucking. Okay, now we're dipping into your fucking fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Life. Sorry. Uh, well, that's, I would re- that's not canon. This is sir. All what I really this want to. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, because we need to wrap it up. There is a contingent of people out there that are really furious and pissed off about the fact that Ahsoka does not move the way she moved in the fucking cartoon. Stop it right now. And they're pissed off because the fight choreography doesn't match her character. And they're thank you. I think that's big fat gay size. They did her makeup perfectly. They did her makeup perfect. They made her look perfect. She's amazing. They made made her likus, her little things shorter and there's a reason for that. But I think, I think, I think she's How do you come out of that episode with any bitches and any gripes and any quibbles? Because because those people are fucking dead inside and they got a ton of baggage they bring in everything. Because I'm a 28 year old man that hasn't had sex with me in my parents' basement. I was about to say, maybe at some point you should have sex with a woman. Incel. Yes. Incel. Or get a Get a pocket pussy or go get a fucking flashlight and pretend that it's your mom. We all know you want to fuck your mom, you fucking paralyzed. Watch nerd. The Mandalorian Jesus. in the afterglow. Thank There's you. never going to be a better As you show. climax, watch the fucking credits. <laughs> and then when you're done with that, <laughs> shoot oh, that your family, kicks. shoot yourself. Should we music it up? We're going to music it up. up. We're going to go. We're going to go fast, fast. So I've, I, there's been a guy that's been on the scene for a hot minute for about 12 years. He came up Brooklyn. He's a Ukrainian kid. He actually was confused. They thought Nas had a pseudonym. And when he put his shit out, they thought he was Nas in reality. And he played with that for years. He never released his face. Then came out and was like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm a white Ukrainian. You think I'm Nas? Dope. So... <laughs> His name is Ural Drew. See, white people take everything. Right? At least he didn't exploit it. Um, but <laughs> this is man, he, they call him Y-O, Y-O-D. It's Ural Droog. Um, Droog means friend. 
Um, so you in, know, the, in the Anthony Burgess canon, it's, it's your old buddy. Yeah. Right. Um, the only shit I know about drugs is they like milk with drugs in it. That's it. And eyelashes on one they got, side. They got Malaka. Orange. Malaka. Little clockwork orange. You got that 21st chapter. Little Malaka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is called Pravda. So this track has your old Droog on it. First verse. Makami, uh, LP. Yeah. Heard of him. Uh, the God Fahim and Black Thought. I will say after listening f- several times, I wanted to give your old Drew the verse because we can only play a little bit, but I'm a shameless whore. Uh, so I jumped ahead to LP. Yeah. And there's a reason I did this. What makes this track unique is not just the fucking amazing collection of talent, but it's the fact that it's one of the only hip hop songs I've ever heard that's six minutes long with not a single drum in it. Ooh. It is all sample driven and tempo driven through samples and no drums. And uh, it's just clever as fuck. Listen to the whole thing, by the way, but I had to pull El Productos for a second. Yeah, well, you had to go with that. Hey, vomit on the squadron. What's wrong with this cheddar goblin? Amnesiacs, I'll probably so, forgot and I'm filthy rotten. Gee whiz, pardon, I'm trying to get to your coffin. Always do the head love a dance on the spot, I drop them. The drugs are not a part and they saw when you're over talking. The muffled of pollution and noise that are soon forgotten. Even in a grave stained jays, a slick phase, will a pound and make a turn of a roach, call it a Kafka. Dark thoughts, often as black and blue in my heart is. While you gather round gallows to mock all the departed. Famous Dude, LP can do no Dude, wrong. you cheddar goblin. Cheddar goblin. <laughs> Dude, LP is, uh, man, stop I, I mean, it. Come on. And Black Thought's verse was, I almost chose it, but... You're yeah. talking about two of the best MCs on the fucking planet and have been. Yeah, and you've um, done us no your old Drew song before. And I, ha- I did I did yeah. listen to his verse when you sent it, and he's fantastic he's too. But f- you can't of all this, you did need to play it. You had to play the uh, had to Mr. Play Producto. But that being said, your old Drew is dope. He's a Brooklynite. He sounds like a Brooklynite. So if you like that grimy grime, 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 you will enjoy that, man. <laughs> Japanese whiskey is getting on my brain. Hey, brother. Hey. up in my mind grapes. Hey. All up in your mind grapes. Hey. <laughs> Getting all Zatoichi, uh, bro. Bobby, what uh, Mr. Bongo you will bring today? I've drank more in the last three days than I've drank in the last six months. <laughs> Is that a cry for help? What are you doing? Uh, kind of a cry for help. <laughs> okay. I've drank the same, which is a cry for help. <laughs> Everybody, if you know him, right. text him. So, you well, guys, we've talked about this before. Mr. Bungle has an album. Coming. Never heard of them. Who are they? Uh, um, <laughs> you mean that bitch Mike Patton's got another piece of shit coming out? So, I'm just kidding. I want to. Mike see what Patton happens. is the least interesting part of this group right now. Dude, you get fucking Bardo and Ian. Bardo is bringing it. Um, this is riff metal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is thrash metal it's riffs. It's thrashy as fuck. This is the third song I think we've played on the Whiskey Reel. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. Because we can't fucking help ourselves. <laughs> but every time I listen to another song that they dropped, which this dropped less than two weeks ago, holy fuck, dude. Stop they are it. bringing thrash metal... I, not bringing it back because they never went away, but they're... Well, they kind of went away. Bringing it back to the forefront a little bit. Like, <sighs> Man, dude, this album is going to be game. a goddamn nightmare. Hopefully they, they're they finding new thrash metal people because those days of kids walking around with Megadeth and Anthrax shirts don't exist anymore. It's yeah. more ironic now. It is. Like, but, you got but, Iron Reagan. And, yeah. 
yeah, sure. Mutoid Man. Mutoid, yeah. Some of these groups that are but they're not definitely doing thrash. Thrash, like thrash, thrash. But they're not doing what these motherfuckers are <laughs> doing, dude. Like, when you guys hear this riff, this comes in like a fucking ton of bricks. Yeah. If you like heavy metal riffs, if you like big, thick, crunchy, anthraxy, <laughs> slayer, Mr. Bungle shit. Trust Good. me. And if I tighten up my hole, you may never, never see the see light me. again. And simple white boy rage music right there. I love it. Well, not simple, but pure white boy rage music. Um, if you try to play those guitar riffs, you will know it's not simple. If you try yeah. to hit a double kick like Dave Lombardo, you know that's not simple. Yeah. No. However, Scott Ian's out there just it hark- doing it. It harkens back to real thrash. It isn't kind of like pseudo thrash or melodic thrash. This is fucking guttural demon music, and mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier about it. The whole point of this so music stoked. is when we start playing it, Literally, you look like the dude at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open the fucking Ark. 100%. And your eyeballs fall out and your whole face melts off. That's why they call them face melters, because that's what they're trying to do. And I got to tell you right now, I had to just mop up all of my face, put it back yeah, on. It I'm back pretty on. sure I didn't put my eyes back put right, back but on. do they ever get right? No. no. They're a little far apart. <laughs> that's and, normal. <laughs> and not very ironically, this album was released right before Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a Hollywood. You guys want to hear some? You guys want to hear some bongo? You want to hear some thrash? Yeah, you want to harken back to the days? To the days when thrash meant something and not wear something ironically. I got my Mister Bungle shirt. I wear it with pride. There's nothing ironic about Mister Bungle. Nothing ironic. Uh, literally nothing ironic. It's the most unhipster thing in the world, except for people that make it hipster. That make it. Hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't yes. know, man. Fucking but, Faith No More is pretty shitty, bro. But Bongo, okay, you know, I get it. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I, I don't know, man. They were on TRL once or twice, melody, and so they're never allowed dude, to be cool. You melody know, and but. melody and song structure suck. Yeah. Um, great. Um, so now happens. it's time for us to clutch our pearls of our wisdom, poils. Uh, guys. We are in the time of COVID. Um, loving the time of COVID is very, very real. Uh, there's no way to engage in a meaningful relationship with another human that you're not already involved with. Um, I've learned this the hard way. (laughs) Like you just, it's time to cut loose of those ideas for a minute. We're waiting on a vaccine and there's no vaccine for this fucking thing yet. And there's also no vaccine for love and everybody wants to like be close to someone or whatever, but Mm -hmm. we're having to deal with like being alone right now. Yep. Like that's the thing. Like Sean is married. Aaron is for all intents and purposes, fucking married. You know what I mean? I'm not married, and I get to spend most of my time with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And walnuts. It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the worst existence in the world. You work, you come home, you play some video games, you go to bed, you rub one out, rinse, repeat, and fucking that's life right now. Mm-hmm. We talked about this earlier in the episode Stop going to house parties. Stop going home and doing blow off some guy's dick. Stop <laughs> fucking stop the bullshit, man. We gotta let the virus start to lose. Mm-hmm. 
because our behavior is going to dictate that. Yeah. And right now the virus is fucking winning, man, and you don't get to get laid right now. You owe now. it to yourself, you owe it to your community, and you owe it to the business you're working for, and you're fucking over by doing you're all this stuff. fucking people over, and if you're patient zero that works at fucking one of our favorite restaurants, cut the bullshit, dude. Yeah. Stay home for a minute. Uh, <laughs> um, but like Bobby said, um, I knew we would be, get tired of winning. My president <laughs> told me we'd get tired of winning. Um, I'm tired. Um, I'm tired of winning. I'm so, so tired of winning. I don't know what it's going to take for this to go away. We all don't know. If people tell you they know, they're lying to you. I think the only reasonable argument to be had is you got to do what feels good and just to you. We talked earlier about should you open or close. My gut is telling me something, and I'd, I'd, I'd really be hard-pressed to think that yours isn't. I want to believe in the better nature of people by virtue of, I think you guys actually know it's right. I do. I don't know why it's being glossed over. I don't know why it was able to be Tefloned over, but I think deep down inside, you know exactly what the fuck is going on. Please start listening to whatever that is again. This is the actual hit. We're in the hit now. Do the right thing. Uh, like Bobby said, don't do those, make those bad decisions. But even more so, listen to whatever that is inside. That little thing on your shoulder isn't a devil anymore. I think it's your common sense and you've neglected it. Listen to that thing. It's there, man. It's, I know it's talking to you guys. I know it is. Um, and with that, don't judge the people that think otherwise. I think this is, we we finally, now that we know this thing's going away and this guy's going to have to leave, um, we got to bring these people back in the fold. Nothing's ever going to change. You're right. And I can kind of piggyback on that. And as we're spending, as I've been spending more time with my wife indoors, just the two of us, I have realized that just like happened in the very beginning of this pandemic, that um, it's harder to stop the petty shit sometimes. Mm. You start to every, but when your whole world is just you and and your lady friend or your, or your man friend or your husband, your wife, whatever in the house. It's easy to start focusing on these little things that really bugged you or have always bugged you. But if you really think about it right now, kind of step back and kind of look at uh, it's a pick your battles kind of thing. Really evaluate the point you're trying to make. And is it petty? It's it's not worth it. <laughs> Trust me, it's not worth it. And, and this this is destroying relationships and marriages all over the place. And I feel like a lot of that could be avoided if people had the ability to stop, breathe, step back for a second and think about the stupid, petty shit that they're trying to deal with when it's really not important. What's really important is, are you guys safe? You guys have fucking food in the pantry? You're good to go. Get along with each other. All right. Stop doing with the petty shit and, and, and stop with petty shit all over the place. That being said, I would like to start a rumor. Alyssa Flack has vestigial penis. Oh, I didn't really? know that was a real thing. <laughs> the girlfriend of Ryan Bartholomew, who her and her parents really own top that, and he's sort mm -hmm. of just a, a monkey that works in there, and, and I think they put him on the paperwork or whatever. Alyssa Flack was born with a little hint of a penis still left. They just chose her to be a girl. Don't That's the rumor that we should start. Mm -mm. No, she got both. I mean, does she have it on her back? She's like a hermaphrodite. <laughs> Top this, motherfucker. Top that, bitch. Why can't we just tell them what they want to hear? Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? 
I said, why do we have to tell the people what they need to hear? Why can't we just tell them what they want to hear? And what do they want to hear, Ron? That we live in the greatest country God ever created. Damn straight! Made him happy. And we should do stories on, on patriots. Cute, funny little animals. Huh? Uh, diets. Uh, why blondes have more fun. And serious investigative pieces mm -hmm. about how much ejaculate is on hotel duvets. And only the best sports highlights. Home runs, slam dunks, touchdowns, and no soccer. Ron and his news team simply thought they were making the news more fun. Little did they know they were changing the course of broadcast history forever. Hello, America. It's 2 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm Ron Burgundy, and tonight's top story is America. She's the greatest country in the world. Back the history of the world. You're damn right! Too much of the news is about what's wrong with America. Amen, brother! Well, tonight our top story is what's right with America. Someone finally talking sense on the TV. For starters, we kick butt. Nazi butt. Russian butt. What the hell's he doing? He's talking about America. Why do you have a problem with that? 